We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There he goes. He picked Notre Dame. So the sound went away, but Jaden Osbury has committed to the University of Notre Dame. Notre Dame's outstanding, outstanding 2023 class, which was already ranked number one, has just gotten better. So uh we did we did not mute that. That was that was uh that was on their end. So we we definitely had some sound on that one. So anyway, uh Big, big time, Ryan. I mean, that's a great way to start this show off. Jaden Osbury is committed to Notre Dame. That is a this is a huge pickup for Notre Dame. I mean, is this like Christmas for you, Ryan? I mean, it, it has to be, right? Well, I mean, we'll get to that, right? We'll get to that. Well, let's let's talk know. about. I mean, this is this is a big. This is the number thirty-eight player in the country, according to yeah. ESPN. This is a kid that's number eighty in the country on rivals. This is a kid that is in backyard of SEC territory. Dad yeah. works at LSU. And you just added them to your class that already has everything that we've talked about. So this is a big commitment for Notre Dame. Forget my feelings aside. Trust me, I'm going to share those as we dive into the show. <laughs> yep. uh, that aside, this is a big-time commitment for Notre Dame. Oh, it's massive, man. It's absolutely massive. For all the reasons that you just said, I mean, you talk about the finalists that he had, the Alabamas of the world, the Floridas, the Texas A&Ms. Every school wanted him. Pretty. I mean, I talked to his coach yesterday, and it's like pretty much – North, South, East, West, East, West, everybody wanted this kid. And, of course, he's in an SEC hotbed, obviously, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I mean, literally, University Lab is on the LSU campus. Mm -hmm. So when you kind of consider all those things, Notre Dame went literally toe-to-toe with the premier programs in all of college football. Alabama wanted this kid. LSU wanted this kid. Florida wanted this kid. Texas A&M wanted this kid. Michigan, even if you want to go up to the Big Ten, they all wanted Jaden Osbury. And Notre Dame was able to sell not only the fit structurally. I know he talked to me actually about that before, after he met Al Golden for the first time, he talked to me about playing Rover, playing Will linebacker, wherever, you know, his coach kind of even thinks that he could play anywhere pretty much on the back seven, (laughs) even, and we'll talk about that. I'm sure, (laughs) but he is a phenomenal football player, highly ranked player out of his SEC hotbed. This is a gigantic win for the University of Notre Dame. Absolutely gigantic. So let's talk Let's talk about the need a little bit, Ryan. Like, why is this a big-time pickup? I think, first of all, there's different layers to it. You talk about the kid's talent and who you beat and all those type of things, and those things are all important. But, you know, what makes a commitment even bigger is when you, when you fill a need. And when you talk about what the goals were for this linebacker class, kind of coming in, you know, we talked about, like, look, in reality, you can get away with two linebackers in this class. And obviously Notre Dame very early on got Drake Bowen, who's another top 100 linebacker, was a big-time pickup back in the fall. This winter they got Preston Zinter, who's another four-star linebacker from Massachusetts. And you kind of felt like, you know, hey, look, they're in good shape. Now it's swing for the fences. Well, at that time it was kind of like Jaden Osbury was that swing for the fences player for this staff, and they've been on him for for quite some time. Well, then during the spring, uh, Josh Burnham moved to – defensive end and part of the reason you can only get you know you're okay with two was because you signed four linebackers last year 
And now you look at a situation where once Josh Burnham moves to Viper during the spring, now there's a need for a third linebacker. So not only was he, so he went from kind of a swing for the fences. Like if you get him, great. It's awesome. If you don't, it's a miss talent wise, but it's not a miss numbers wise. Well, now it was both. You needed him for numbers and talent. And so getting him was big from a number standpoint and a need standpoint. Then you talk about taking that next step, right? Doing this right here, gap closing. It's all about filling the needs with impact players. And Jaden Osbury is an impact player. You know, you're talking about a kid, Ryan, that can play Rover. He can play Will, as you mentioned. I think in the right defense with his frame, I I don't I won't be shocked if he's playing Mike. He's bigger than Drew White was coming out of high school. And he plays mm-hmm. with a little bit more authority than Drew did at the same age. And like Drew was, he's very instinctive and smart, which we'll get to when we watch some of the film of, of Jaden Osbury. So on top of the, the numbers need, you've now added impact talent. And when you put a class that has Drake Bowen and Jaden Osbury side by side, that is right there, a gap-closing class at linebacker. And then you throw in Preston Zinter, who's a little bit more of a projectable kid, I believe. That's kind of a Mike Will. You're mm-hmm. talking about for the second year in a row, you have added two very important things, high upside talent and speed. Yes. And that's what these guys bring to the table. Drake Bowen and Jaden Osbury are two of the – it's one of the more dynamic one-two punches in the country, in my opinion, when you just talk about just pure speed at the yeah. linebacker position. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I love Jaden because not only is he incredibly athletic and ex- he has great acceleration, he's a fast player. He's also really smart, Brian, right? Mm-hmm. Like intellectually, you can see it moves very quickly. He has great eyes, great ability as a processor. And he gets downhill and he gets laterally in a flash. So mm-hmm. he's a fantastic football player. How he fits in the class, you hit it on the head, right? You Somebody asked already in the chat, I think, he – Ideally, is going to start out as a rover, but I think eventually Jay Nosberry will most likely fit inside because I think that he's just too heady and smart of a player to keep out of the middle of your defense. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he is your starting inside linebacker and captain down the road, right? Like, I think he has that type of leadership quality. I think that he has that type of vocalness to him or vocal ability. I don't even know if that's a word. I, I'm making up words. <laughs> hey, man, it's football. That's here. a great thing about football. You can just yes. make up words and people understand what it means. So just just roll with it, baby. I love it, man. I love it. So <laughs> it's an instinctual player who's also an incredible athlete, and all these players are going to fit so well together. Like you said, right. Preston Zinter, more of your true Mike, Drake Bowen, Rover will type Jay Nosbury also Rover. I think I think Drake is a kid that could play Mike as well. Like again, if it depends if you're valuing speed. I think the one thing that we're going to see from this coaching staff is they're going to put a lot of emphasis on speed at linebacker. And when you're talking about putting speed at linebacker, you can get away with a guy that's 230, 235 at Mike. And and that's what I think Drake Bowen's going to be. I mean, Drake's already 215, 220. He's going to continue to fill out. Jaden, I think, is going to fill out. So 
the, the, the point Ryan's making and that I concur with is uh, you, you, we can kind of fit these guys into certain puzzles right now, like fits or, you know, a hey, Rover will that kind of thing. The reality is, is you can put all three of these guys on the field together. You can also mix and match these guys with some of last year's guys. Cause I, I think this group even has even more flexibility from a positional standpoint than last year's where Jalen Steed, as good as he is, is not playing Mike. I don't think. Right. 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 I mean, I just, I don't know if that's going to fit him. No, of course, no one, me saying that now, he's going to be your starting Mike linebacker in two years. You know, Junior <laughs> Tuel Maka is primarily a Mike. Nolan Ziegler probably brings the most flexibility. I think he could probably at some point in time play all three, although I don't know if Mike is really where you want him to be. So that is that is the thing is this class, I think all three guys in certain situations could maybe play all three of these spots. And I think that is a huge, huge aspect of that. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's, it's really well said. I mean, I think that that's what – Marcus Freeman and this staff has wanted to do the last two cycles, obviously, right? I mean, they're trying to get long and athletic linebackers, second-level players that can do a variety of things. And, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if eventually – I know we're talking about Jaden Osby. I wouldn't be shocked if Preston Zinter is a viper down the line. Like, I wouldn't yeah, be shocked with that. He's got that, a little bit know? of range like, to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, these these are highly versatile athletic kids, right? I mean, you're gonna we're, we're going to have a conversation, right, Brian? It's like – Who's who's the most athletic linebacker they're going to start this year? You could say right. Drake Bowen, I could say Jay Nosberry, and neither one of us is necessarily wrong. Right? right. I think this is just. I would actually probably go players. with Drake Bowen. I, I probably I, would too. I, when I you, would. When you combine a little more length to him. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would athletic, as well. He's a little bit. He's a touch above the others. But that again, to your point though, Ryan, if Jay Nosberry is not your most athletic linebacker, I mean, we watched film of him a, a couple of weeks ago in, in this on this platform. If that's not your most athletic linebacker, you, you got a pretty good got a pretty good athleticism at linebacker. And I would argue in the last two years, he's not even top three, right? which just speaks volumes to it. But here's what he brings to the table. I don't know if any of those other guys play as fast as Jaden Osbury because the yeah. one thing that makes him very unique and the reason – so everybody's talked about, like, you know, I'm president of the Jaden Osbury fan club, and I, I'll <laughs> own that and wear that proudly. The reason for that is is there's some pettiness involved, which, you know, we'll, we'll talk about here in a little bit because I, I want to stick to – the 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 analysis of this first before I get a little petty on it. But the reason that this is a big thing is it's great to be athletic and it's great to be able to hit and on run and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, the best football players are still the guys that are high IQ guys that are intelligent football players. The best linebackers, especially you can get away with maybe just being athletic at certain positions, but at linebacker, you can't just be instinctive. It's it, instinctive is great, but to be smart, it's about knowing the whole defense, calling the whole defense, all those type of things. And this to me is what really makes Jaden Osbury unique in that. I believe this is one of the highest football IQ players on the board. You talked about him being an intellectual kid. You just listen to him talk. You're just like, this is a thoughtful kid. He, from everything I've been told from the sources we have, you talk to his high school football coach. This is a wicked smart football player as well. It's not like he's just some average athlete, that yeah. is just really, really smart, or just some really athletic guy that gets by on his athleticism. He's both. He yes. is very smart and very athletic. And to me, that combined with the leadership everybody says he has and the character, the football character everybody says he has, that's why he was a guy to me that was very, very high on my board and, and sort of a must-get type of guy. And and one of my favorite players, he's not my highest ranked player in the class, but he's probably mm -hmm. my you know, one of my two or three most favorite players in the class because of everything he stands for as a football player and what you're adding. And you look at Jay Nosbury play and you're like, that's the kind of kid that's been going to Georgia. That's the kind of kid that's been going to LSU in the past. That's the kind of kid that went and played for Urban Meyer when he was at Florida, that really fast, explosive linebacker. This is the kind of kid that goes to the big Clemson for years and, and goes to the next level and becomes an elite player. And now Notre Dame is going down there and stealing him from the backyard of the SEC programs. And that right there is the final piece. Forget the Brian Kelly aspect of it, yeah. right? Like, I don't even really want to talk about the fact that they went and stole him out of Brian Kelly's backyard. You know, you know. apparently maybe they weren't shopping down the same aisle. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but the fact is, is you took this kid who had an offer from Bama, LSU, Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M, all of them recruited this kid and Notre Dame got him. That's how you close the gap, Ryan. It, well, it's I mean, we, that kind of player. We, we talked about it, was it two days ago, I think, when we talked a little bit about Jay Nosbury earlier in the week? I, I, I forget again, but we talked – it's not just about beating LSU for Jay Nosbury. Notre Dame beat 
every SEC mm-hmm. school for Jaden Osbury. Right. You know, like this wasn't as simple as LSU and Notre Dame were the only two teams that were major players here. Like Alabama, right. anytime they call, you're going to listen. Auburn, his brother literally went to Auburn right. last Just year. Just signed with him, yeah. Exactly. So th- this was a this is a heavy hitter type of type of battle and Notre Dame won it. I mean, you can't take right. that away from him. That is, that is the point blank period to it. And I did talk to his coach, Brian, and to your point, university lab is a very good program, right? They put out a lot of college football talents. He told uh, the coach told me not only does he stack up to them as far as any player he's had, he said the separator for Jay Nosberry is the intellectual side of it. And just to speak to what we were talking about, right? It's not that he's just a, physically gifted player because the kid can run right like he's not he's he can run he can hit but he's also he also is a proactive football player where he just sees things seemingly before it happens so i'm pumped up man it's my position too i love linebackers so i'm I'm, right i'm I'm juiced up here right that that's kind of you know it it, when you look at this impact this is gonna this is the type of commitment that reverberates beyond just him you know, like you talk about building a pipeline and, and creating a, a an avenue for other players. I mean, if you look at the 2023 football team, you're going to have multiple players from Louisiana. Obviously, Logan Diggs is a guy that's had success there. Jerry Tillery went down there and had some success there. So it, it just kind of continues to open up avenues for Notre Dame to come to Notre Dame and have success. And I think here's the final piece of this. When you when you look at a kid like this, this is to me when I've said Southern teams don't want certain kids going up north to a place like Notre Dame and succeeding. This is the perfect example of what I'm talking about. The last thing these people want is for Jaden Osbury to be successful. The reason, yeah. and I'm not saying they're rooting against him. It's just this is the type of kid. What I mean is this: the biggest fear that a lot of the Southern schools have is that kids like this are going to go to Notre Dame and realize that they can actually go and be incredibly successful academically and athletically and be a championship caliber person. Like to get a kid from Baton Rouge to go to Notre Dame, you know, he's going to succeed in the classroom. Everybody we've talked to has talked about this is a a kid who's a great student. If you know anything about his family. So a little backstory on this one. Well, we'll get to the backstory here in a second, but the point is he's going to succeed academically. He was just raised to be that way, and he is smart. They don't want they, they don't love that idea. They don't want him to go there and be successful football-wise, and then with what Marcus Freeman is building at Notre Dame, a kid like this is going to go to Notre Dame, get a great degree, be a really good football player, and compete for championships. When kids see that other kids can do it that are like them from where they're from, that, you know, go to the type of schools they go to or being recruited by the school, the SEC schools or, you know, whatever the case may be, the last thing they want is for other kids to have examples of what Notre Dame is trying to say. Hey, look, you can be a top recruit, come here, get a great education, be a high draft pick and win a championship. And that's what Jaden Osbury represents. And Notre Dame is adding a lot of guys like that in this class. Yep. And that's a, that's an important, important piece of this whole conversation is, you're you're now getting the kind of kids that Southern schools have long said we don't want going to Notre Dame. That's just the reality of it, and and that's why there's a little bit more invested in this one to me than just any other linebacker commit. Because if they can open up that pathway even wider than Marcus Freeman's already done it, because of kids that have proven to be successful at it, it's going to make Notre Dame like they were under Lou Holtz, which is I, we can go anywhere and beat anybody for any kid. And that's what Lou Holtz's time was about. I don't care if you're a, a kid from Miami and Miami was the you. We're going to still get Derek Brown, right? I don't care if you're from Texas. We're going to – we're okay, we're Notre Dame. I don't care if you're from Baton Rouge and your high school is literally on the same campus as LSU. Don't care. We're Notre Dame. That's the thing that, that, that Marcus Freeman is starting to do. And if kids like this can be successful, if kids can, like Keon Keeley can come to Notre Dame and be successful – and, and Micah Bell and those type of guys that aren't from traditional Notre Dame, like pipelines, yep. that is going to really shake things up. And this is what we talked about when we said when Marcus Firm got hired, this was the thing that people were worried about. And we're seeing it play out with a kid like Jaden Osbury. And, and he's been there. I mean, you want to do a little backstory, Ryan? Sure. Let's do a little backstory. So first yep. of all, Jaden Osbury has been committed to Notre Dame for a while. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, this is now number five of the dancing gifts that we had last <laughs> month. Actually, was that in June? It was one of the ones in that June. It was a while ago, man. So it was a while ago, yeah. He, he, so what we were told is we were told during the June visits that he pretty much told Notre Dame, this is where I'm coming. This is where I want to be. But he didn't commit because he didn't want to commit and then go on other visits. Right. He was Jaden's the kind of kid that if I'm going to commit, I'm going to go there. So it wasn't a traditional silent commit, but he basically told him, I'm, I'm going to come. I just need to finish this process up. Okay. So we were told he may do it at the end of June. He ended up not doing it at the end of June. And then, of course, in July, we had we got word that this was going to be the case. So this has been something that's been in the works for a while. Uh, Notre Dame really dominated this recruitment. Like, I'll be honest, early on, Ryan, I, I did not think that this was a kid Notre Dame was going to be able to get. No, I mean, early on, like last summer, when they first yeah. had him on campus for camp. And that proved to be a big, big thing. You know, getting him on campus and starting that early, early relationship. And I think it says a lot about the Osbury family. Yeah. To like Austin wanted to like Notre Dame from what I'm told and, mm-hmm. and was offered by Notre Dame, but ended up not being necessarily a take for Notre Dame. And yet that wasn't something that the, 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 the Osbury family kind of took personal. Mm-hmm. It just it ended up working out well for Austin. He went to Auburn and what I was told, and I don't know if this happened, but I was told by, by somebody that had a chance to speak with his, his, one of his parents at the uh, the visit in June is is one of his parents said to him, "Hey, you can go on any other visits, but I'm done. I know where I want you to go, <laughs> and it's Notre Dame. Uh, I don't know if that ended up happening because he may have gone and they may have still gone, but it was kind of that. This is where his family support. This is from what I was told. This is where his family wanted him to go, and that's only adds to it because when you when you get your parents to support you from being a Southern kid to go to Notre Dame." That's when you know you really got a kid that's not only going to understand what Notre Dame is about, but a kid that's going to stick. And I think that's just another layer to this whole to this whole situation. Brian, I remember when I was hired in January, there were two players that we talked about pretty regularly that we did not that we would have loved in the class for Notre Dame, but we didn't think necessarily they would be. We didn't think that they would be overly attracted, or maybe that's not the right term, but we didn't think they would ultimately end up at Notre Dame, right? That one was Jaden Osbury. The other one was Jaden Greathouse. And for different reasons, but also similar reasons, right? Right. It's from where they're from, their name recognition, where all the, the variety of schools that are coming after them. And Jaden, I mean, again, we've known that this has been trending even before he made his silent commitment. We were like, wow. Like, I remember the, the one time I talked to him on the phone, it was after the first visit. He had two visits in, a, in like a month and a half span. Mm-hmm. He went on this first visit and after he was, I was on the phone with him and I was just like, you know, how was the visit, blah, blah, blah. And he basically said like Marcus Freeman and his staff surprised him so much. He's like, I liked Notre Dame, but this time it was just different. Cause the last Mm -hmm. time he had visited was the previous staff. Right. And he's just like the energy. I could just feel it. Like it was just a completely different animal, almost word for word for what he told me. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I remember we had a conversation. I'm like, this might be a real thing. Like this might be, this might be legit, you know? And it quickly escalated from there. We're like, yeah, it it is a thing. It absolutely is. It was one of those things where it's like, he fits Notre Dame, but does he realize he fits Notre Dame? That's always been the concern. And and it's like a kid from Baton Rouge that LSU wants, nah, he's not going to pick Notre Dame. I mean, you know, with the with the linebackers they put in the first round and high, they're like, nah, he's not gonna go to Notre Dame. Right. Like, oh, Texas A and M and Alabama are recruiting him too. Oh, he ain't going to Notre Dame. But just every, every the more we heard, the more it was like he, this kid loves it. And here's another interesting tidbit to it: there ended up being like three coaches on the staff that recruited him as his primary at one point in time. I mean, Marcus Freeman was his primary recruiter when Marcus Freeman was the defensive coordinator. And then he gets promoted to head coach. And then he hires Al Washington. Well, Al Washington had offered him and was recruiting him for Ohio State when he was the linebacker coach at Ohio State. So then Al Washington, who he had a really good relationship, comes to Notre Dame. And then, of course, Al Golden has gotten involved in this. And this is the this is one, too. I am very curious to hear more and more about the role that Al Golden played. And I know you talked to him after the first time he, he, he met Al Golden, and that proved impactful yeah. too because at the end of the day, that's the guy he's going to play for. That yeah. needed it. If Al Golden didn't do a good job of, of, of building some kind of connection, however extensive it was or wasn't, doesn't really matter. If he didn't build that same connection and trust with him that Marcus Freeman and Al Washington did, in the, the day, we may not be here 
talking about him being a commitment. I, I, I know that someone recently asked that. I forget if it was on the board or in a live show. They said, how active is Al Golden? Because like, we just don't hear his name that often, right? When I talked to him, you know, he talked about the just the allure of C- Coach Freeman and the atmosphere and all that good stuff. But, Brian, honestly, the, the guy that he talked about most was Al Golden. He's like, I got to sit down with Al Golden. He showed me schematically how I would fit in this defense in multiple spots. And he said that he was, I think he said in awe, if I remember correctly from that conversation, he said he was just soaking in everything he was telling him about his experiences, where he's been, schematically how he would fit. Jay Nosberry is that true like football junkie that just loves to talk about the game of football. And I think that's what really appealed to him from Al Golden was the fact that Al Golden's been there, done that, multiple levels, different positions, just coaching a Super Bowl. Like he has all that experience and all that knowledge to kind of pass along. And Jaden's just kind of like that, that bookworm for as, as right. a football player. Like he just kind of soaks that stuff up. So I think he was instrumental. And then also, mm-hmm. you know, give another shout out to Chad Bowden, right? Like he just, oh. he did a phenomenal job in this one too. This was, and again, we talk about this all the time with the collaborative effort, but literally you can't coach get Freeman, a kid like this without it, Ryan. A hundred percent. And you got coach Freeman, coach golden, coach Washington and Chad Bowden all get assists on this one. They all, all right. did a tremendous job. This was not a one-person recruitment. This was not a primary, secondary recruitment. This was a collaborative effort of four different people that were keeping consistent conversation with them. So shout out to this Notre Dame staff. They really knocked this particular recruitment out of the park. When when you – I, I mean, it, I mean I'm, at some point in time, I'm just kind of like running out of words to say about, about how important this one is. And again, beyond just what I like about him as a player, what it stands for and what it represents. This also, of course, Notre Dame is now the clear number one class in the country right now. And obviously it's going to continue to go back and forth with other teams as they add players because Notre Dame is getting a little bit closer uh, to being done. But Notre Dame was already the number one ranked class, according to rivals. They were the number one ranked class on the 247 uh, rankings, not the composite ranking on the, on the, uh, the normal ranking. They were the number one class at ESPN and now, and rivals. Now they are number one on all three of those. And they're now number one on the 247 composite ranking. So they have overtaken Alabama uh, for the number one ranking on their composite ranking as well. Uh, so obviously this is a, this is a big one for, for Notre Dame in that regard as well. So can, just can, I, say one, can I say one pet, one petty thing, and then mm-hmm. I, I won't say another petty thing the rest of the show. Okay. <laughs> Looks like Brian Kelly took the aisle with him. And that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, it is it is like, look, being petty. It's true. Anyone say I'll leave him in the past. You you can't because he's still the guy that people associate as being the head coach of Notre Dame. He left Notre Dame. Why? Because I can recruit better players. Remember what he said? Like I would get better players, Mm -hmm. guys that really want to win championships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the best kid, you know, I would say the best defensive player in your entire state and and a kid that that is literally goes to high school on your campus. Just like, I I want people to understand this. Like university lab, from what I understand is attached to LSU. Yes. Like literally it's attached to LSU and that kid who LSU wanted and recruited and went after uh, picked another school. And you know, that's a, that's a big deal. Like that's not something to just come, you know, just to dismiss. Like it, like it doesn't matter. This is a yep. big, big pickup. And yes, is it a, is it sort of a, ha ha? There you go, Brian Kelly type of thing. Yeah, it is. But that, <laughs> ma- but here's the thing: it's petty, but it also matters because perception is important in recruiting. And the perception was Notre Dame was here and LSU was here, so Brian Kelly left here to go to here. Well. Marcus Freeman is saying, no, 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 no. Notre Dame was always here. You just didn't do this right. And that's what makes this one huge, huge for Notre Dame. So you can say, I don't want to talk about Brian Kelly and all that other kind of stuff, but but it matters in this instance. It really does. You know, you know why else it matters too? We've we've been having to deal with this decommitment talk for over the last week or week plus. I mean, it's been months, honestly, for being honest, mm-hmm. but like it's been uh, intolerable for the last like couple weeks. Getting a guy like Jay Nosbury in the class, I think that that kind of should help a little bit. It, yeah, it'll at least bit. it'll at least kind of make if there is anyone thinking twice, and and you know we'll stand by our intel on this one. If there is anybody else, you know, kind of thinking about it, this kind of says, hey, 
no, you don't need to go to Alabama or AM or Oklahoma to play with the best players. You're going to get that at Notre Dame. And, you know, look, you want to play, be a part of an elite defense, you're going to get to do that at Notre Dame. And you're, you know, no one's going to put, in my opinion, there's no one in the country that's going to be able to put a, a class together like this. Let's, let's talk about what this, what this impact means for Notre Dame, right? So you want to talk about perception. Yep. Notre Dame on defense has three defensive linemen that are ranked in the top 100. I believe at least three defensive linemen that are ranked in the top 100 by at least two services. I know that Bubakar is ranked in the top 100 by at least two services. And I believe Brennan Vernon still is, although he may be down to one service now. He is, yes, so ESPN is at 104, but he's number 23 on rivals. So there's three of their four defensive linemen are ranked as top 100 players by at least one service. Mm -hmm. Two of their three linebackers are ranked as top 100 players by at least one service. Both of their cornerbacks are ranked in the top 100 by at least, and actually Drake Bowen is ranked as a top 100 in three of the services. Uh, Jaden Osbury is ranked in two. You have Micah Bell and Christian Gray are both ranked as top 100 recruits by at least one recruiting service. And I believe Micah Bell is now two because ESPN Mm -hmm. and Rivals both have him in the top 100. And then Christian Gray, I believe, is now a top 100 recruit by two services because I believe on three just jumped up him in the top 100 as well. And then, of course, Peyton Bowen is a consensus top 100 player. That is impressive. And here's another interesting fact. The uh, all four of Notre all women, all eleven of Notre Dame's defensive commitments right now are ranked as four-star recruits and in the top 250 nationally by at least one service. All eleven of them, including That's Preston awesome. Zenter, who's in the top 250 by rivals. Think about that. That and I and if I'm correct, all but Preston Zenter are in the top 200 by at least one recruiting service. Yeah. Cuz Adon Schuler's ranked in the top 200 by at least uh, by uh, yes. I believe by at least one. And then I think Devin Houston might also be in the 180 range. He's in the by... top 200s by multiples yeah. as well. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep, yep. So you're talking about not just adding depth and all those type of things. You're talking about adding impact players on every single level. Think about this. Notre Dame has 11 players committed right now. Adon Schuler is the 10th highest ranked of that group. Yep. Think about that. He's that a is football big player, time man. talent that Notre Dame is adding to this defensive class. Big time talent. And here's the other thing. They have a starting 11. They have yeah. four defensive linemen, including two guys can play end. They have three starting linebackers, three starting linebackers, three linebackers, two corners, and two safeties. Mm-hmm. You talk about balance, and that's what Jaden. That's what Jaden also brings to the table. You can literally field a starting eleven at, at positions you're recruiting guys to play with this class. Yeah, how many? How many people can do that? So you can talk about rankings and all this kind of stuff, but this is the part where we talk about balance. You have difference makers on all three levels. You have a guy that ranks in the top sixty nationally at defensive line, linebacker, two of them. Corner and safety. You have and actually here's you have at least two players that rank in the top 60 at defensive line, linebacker, and corner. Safety is the only one that doesn't because the Don's not ranked that high. Right. But they do have one safety. So this isn't just getting good players, this is getting big time players across the board. The depth of talent is is what impresses me, Ryan. And Last year, Notre Dame signed its best defensive haul since 2013. This mm-hmm. is significantly better than that haul because you didn't fall short anywhere like you did last year. You're yep. literally meeting all of your needs. You you hit you hit all your needs, like you said. You're fielding a starting 11, like you also said. You have also hit Texas, Florida, Louisiana. You are hitting all over the map as far as hitting some very important areas. You stole a five-star defensive end out of the state of Florida. You just stole a a linebacker out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You are trending on the defensive side of the football to the point where if there is another player left that comes into this class on the defensive side of the football, it's a cherry on top, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. a luxury pick at this point. You don't need anybody else technically you have everything you need so yeah i mean it's a historic class defensively for notre dame let's call it what it is there's there's two guys left on the board 
Mm -hmm. And Ben Minich is going to make his decision tomorrow to add depth to the safety position is what their goal is. And a a guy that they really like and a special teams guy, they're hoping to land him. He'll decide tomorrow. Yep. And then you also have Samuel and Pemba. So what happens after this week, if they're able to get, get Ben Minich is you're now looking at a situation where all your efforts in 2020 in the 2023 class are now on Samuel and Pemba. That's not true for Georgia and Miami and all the schools that they're going against. And it also gives Notre Dame a major head start on 2024, mm-hmm. which is huge. So, again, they filled up really early. And here's the other thing. It allows them to spend even more time on maybe some of the guys that might waver at some point in time. Sure. Because you're not still also trying to go out and get this guy and this guy and this guy. You can now spend more time there. Those are There's just a lot of different reasons why a pickup like this is big for Notre Dame. I mean, we talked about the collaborative effort, right? Those four gentlemen. When we're talking now about Samuel and Pemba, I'm sure Marcus Freeman, Al Golden, Al Washington, and Chad Bowden, all four of those guys, I'm sure, is going to be kind of doing the same exact strategy to try to get a Samuel and Pemba. Because that's that's literally the cherry on top if you can get that type mm-hmm. of player. Again, you don't technically need him, but you do need his talents, right? right? Like that's the difference right. there. You don't, it, you don't it's need numbers versus impact. Numbers. You need 100%. his impact talent. You don't need him to fill a numbers need. 100%. Is, it's it's about your, it's the same thing with Jason Moore. That's the other thing too, is now if you fill up this early, you can say, Hey, look, Ohio state's still trying to put a class together and hang on to their commits. We're, we're done. So, Hey, Jason Moore, we're going to stay on you, you know? And, and I think that's a, a big part of this. So, Big, big pickup for Notre Dame, Ryan. I did want to watch some film, uh, a little bit of film of Jaden. So if you all don't mind, we're gonna we we did do this a couple weeks ago, but we're gonna we're gonna watch a little bit of film. We're gonna pop on his sophomore highlights and just watch a little bit of Jalen uh Jaden Osbury as we continue to talk about uh just what this commitment means for Notre Dame. And and uh the one thing we did say is the one area that I want to see him continue to get better is he does play a little high. But you, you what you're going to see all throughout this film, Ryan, is a kid that can flat out run. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So why don't you go ahead and talk to people through what you're seeing on the film room here. Yeah, so obviously a zone drop here. Quarterback gets to the edge. And, I mean, you could just see the spurt burst and the speed. The quarterback just – I don't think he anticipated him being quite that fast. And the thing I love about him is you'll see a lot in high school football especially. Linebackers are going to be – it's almost just like a run blitz all the time, right? Like they're going to be those really aggressive downhill type of players. But what I love about Jaden is that he's very patient in his trigger step, and then you kind of see him be able to redirect very quickly. And there's impact – not only as a run defender, there's also as a blitzer there. If you see that straight line speed and that closing burst, that's pretty rare stuff. You're going to see that the size isn't tremendous, but what he makes up for it is he comes to balance and he strikes as a tackler. Now, he is a little high, like you saw in that last clip, but even here, again, working in pursuit. That's why, could he be a rover? That's where he's going to start out at. We'll see if he develops and he could stick there. But if not, I think he's going to be a dominant will linebacker because the best stuff about him, in my opinion, right now is that he can really work in pursuit and he has incredible closing bursts. And you see the recognition, not only as a run defender, but even there working against mesh, being able to kind of pass off and collapse quickly on the underneath route. And again, he comes to balance. He strikes. This is your rover run and chase will. He is a special football player, special athlete overall. 
You can see it there. Post-trigger gets back in the, in the sight line of the quarterback, able to break down the play. Uh, teammate, teammate does the work here, a little scoop and score. Up, oh, not score, but Ryan. The, the thing you pointed out too is is, is yeah. to be a linebacker that's going to make an impact at Notre Dame after what they did last year. You've mm-hmm. you've got to get guys like this. I mean, it's the high it's the high ceiling guy, right? And I think Jaden's got a pretty high floor, but yeah. the the ceiling is there too. And the other part of it too is you give this kid a year in a Matt Bayless strength program, and you're going to really see him explode. Because I, I I I've seen pictures of him like working out and stuff and he's not a super super defined kid which is kind of like for me when i see a a, a, a non-skill player like that i almost kind of get a little bit fired up with matt bayless as the strength yeah. coach because you're like oh my gosh if this guy's this good and he's not really like a like a really jacked up like wow ready to made ready to play kind of guy you start mm-hmm. getting a little excited about what that kid could be once he gets some time with with uh matt bayless uh, you know just, I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot of time. I mean, we've already seen Jalen Sneed, who, when he signed with Notre Dame, he was in the 190s, and you know, Notre Dame came out with their new roster today, and he's up to 215. Yeah. You know, he he put on 15-plus pounds. Nolan Ziegler's already put on 15 pounds in a semester in the summer. You know, Jaden Osbury is going to be a kid. That, it's not that he doesn't work. It's just a high school strength program is just not the same as a college strength program, especially someone who's as good at this as, as Matt Bayless. Yeah, and I mean, to your point, Brian, I think he's going to be able to gain a, a substantial amount of weight. I remember last time we watched film on him, someone compared him to the linebacker that was just drafted by the Eagles in the third round out of Georgia. His name is escaping me for Kobe Dean. And Kobe Dean, yeah. So Nicobe Dean is a similar size profile as far as the height. And then he, I mean, Nicobe Dean ended up around like 225, 230. He was a little bit of a sawed-off player. But for me, I mean – this kid's a better athlete than Nicobe Dean ever was, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Nicobe Dean is an extremely heady player, great mm-hmm. anticipatory skills. There's no doubt. But I think that Jaden also brings that to the table, though. So right. all the intangibles, I think, are there on top of also being a very athletic player. Well, Nicobe Dean, to your point, now, Nicobe Dean, he played Mike for Georgia, yes. correct? He did, yep. That's kind of. That's what I'm talking about. Because why did why he was instinctive and he could run and he played stronger than his size. But Nicobe Dean, I'm looking at his rivals profile right now. He was six foot, 215 pounds coming out of Mississippi. Yep, played at Horn Lake High School in Mississippi. Six foot, 215 pounds. Jaden Osbury is six one, 215 pounds. You know the size is the size is certainly there. And 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 again, that's why I say, you know, 15 years ago, this kid's a pure rover. Mm-hmm. Game has changed though. It, it's just it's just not that type of thing anymore. And so to me, that's kind of when I look at it, I say that's why a kid like this can go to the next level and play all three linebacker spots because they're not looking for – like if a kid like Junior 2 Alamaka shows up, great. That's fine. You know, if a, if a guy's 240, he can run and hit, awesome. But it's not needed as anymore. And and that's the thing for me is why I think Jaden could be a Mike. I, I personally think, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, Mm-hmm. I, I know he's going to start at Rover. It's, I think that's what you always should do, start outside in. Same thing, offensive line, put him at, at end, tackle, and then see if they can move inside if yep. you think they have any chance. Same thing if a guy like Jason Moore would have been this way, but Brennan Vernon will be this way for me unless he's like 300 pounds and he shows up. Same with Bubakar. I'm starting at him end and then seeing if they can kind of you know stay in that spot. And with Jaden, I understand putting him at Rover, especially if Jack Kaiser doesn't come back for a sixth year in 2023. But you're going to start him at Rover, but I I truly believe his best position is going to be inside. I I, I, I really do. Now he may, that may not happen right away because you may have other guys there. You may have Nolan Ziegler. You may have Prince Kyle. You may have Junior Two Alamaka. You know Jalen Steed may have moved inside to Will by that point in time. So you know he can fit anywhere, and it's going to be where you can get him on the field the fastest. But I personally feel like the position where ultimately down the road he's going to be best is there but i do think you could see i could easily see him following the drew tranquil asmar Bilal path to will because those guys both start were starters at rover before they became before they moved inside and became wills and i think drew tranquils is probably the most like of all the notre dame linebackers they've had in recent years i'd say drew is probably the guy that reminds me most of Jaden as an athlete and as a player Mm -hmm. you know really good short area quickness can flip his hips explosive like sneaky explosive 
and and a guy that you know drew was six foot two 205 pounds coming out of high school mm-hmm. and by the time he left notre dame he was 235 running in the four fives of the combine and he was a heck of a player on the best notre dame defense of the last you know 10 plus years since 2012 so that's that's a guy that I really think if I look at the Notre Dame players, if I'm going to say who follows his path, obviously Drew actually started off at safety, but right. as a linebacker, I think Jaden's path and 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 skill set really, if you have to compare him to the Notre Dame guy, I think Drew is the guy. He's built more a little bit more like Tavon, mm-hmm. like height profile and build yeah. profile, but he's a much more fluid athlete than Tavon was. Way more fluid athlete than Tavon was. I, I think that – I mean, I definitely agree with you to the sense – I think he's an inside player long-term. I really do. I think that from an instinctual perspective, it just makes too much sense when I think that he's going to be 225-plus pounds when all is said and done. Can he can he keep his weight down at 215-ish and continue to play Rover? Sure. I mean, he's athletic enough. There's mm-hmm. no doubt. But I think when you have a player that has this type of physical profile to the degree of he's a very instinctual football player – he comes to balance in the run game, and he's a striker. I think that that's an inside linebacker. I really do. And early on, I think that it's a move a move to Will, obviously, right? Because I think he can work in pursuit and do all those types of things. But I'll be honest, Brian. Like I, I've talked, I, you know, just that was my reason for the Nicobe Dean comparison because someone brought that up before. I would not be shocked that Jaden Osbury is a Mike linebacker down the line. Like I just would not be shocked about it because he it plays a lot more physical than his size for one. He gets downhill. He is always just seems to be in the right spot because he's just such a smart football player. He always seems to be kind of a, a, a step ahead or a tick ahead of everyone that's around him. And another thing I like about him is, and this is why I like him inside as well, I think he's going to be a really good interior blitzer too, like really good interior blitzer. He can work in coverage and he'll do a nice job from either spot in my opinion. But I also just love that, you know, bringing him up a gap or B gap or letting him use that closing speed. I think that he brings, I, I honestly don't see a, a, aside from the, that fact that he doesn't have a tremendous height, there's not really a drawback playing inside, right? Like he has every tool that you would want as an inside right. linebacker. That's, that's where I also think that is, I think like at Rover, I think he could be a good to very good player, right. but inside, I think he could be a very good to great player. If I'm being honest, if he, if he hits in yeah. the film, Ryan was looking at earlier, that was sophomore film. And the reason we showed that is because we weren't doing like the full breakdown we normally do since we just did that like two weeks ago. But the other the other reason was, Ryan, is is because it's kind of like you saw that as a sophomore. He's stronger now. He's bigger now. And you still saw what he could do as a sophomore. I mean, you just you talk about a guy like that. I, you know, I I really feel like as high as his floor is this part of the reason that I'm, I'm so high on Jaden is because of, of the, of the ceiling too. Right. And that's the big thing. And, and I, if you're going to join the class in 2023, at linebacker based on what Notre Dame signed last year, you better have a pretty high ceiling. or Otherwise you're just going to be a depth player for the next three, four years. And, and because you, you know, Nolan Ziegler is not going to be easy to beat out. Jalen Sneed's not going to be easy to beat out. Junior two Almaka is not going to be easy to beat out. And Prince Collie's not going anywhere for a couple of years, right? So anybody that's going to come is going to have to be pretty darn good. And and ultimately, if you're going to really recruit at an elite level, that's what you need to do. You need to be able to recruit guys every year that are that are as good or better than what you had the year before. And you know, look, that's just a, kind of a coaching mantra. Hey, I want to go out next year and get somebody better than what I had this year. Well, after what they're doing in the 2023 class, that's going to be really hard in the 2024 class. It's going to be really hard. And, you know, so it just, it's a, it's a really important pickup for in, in every way possible, Ryan. So I, you know, I, we talked about the class fit. We talked about the class impact, how he fits with all the other linebackers, why it matters. End of the day, this defensive class, if it sticks together, is special. And I think that needs to be the pitch to maybe if there are guys that are wavering. We have some doubts about some of them, whether they're wavering. I do think, you know, at least one other is at least open to other people at the current moment. But that's the sales pitch now is like you do realize if you go to anywhere else, including Bama, you're going to be taking a step down in regard to the the type of talent you're going to have around you on defense. That's the pitch. And that's not necessarily true with Jaden Osbury doesn't join Drake Bowen. 
because Preston Zinter is a good football player, but but with all due respect, he's not right now on the same level as a Drake Bowen and a and a Jaden Allsbury. Sure. So I think this that's the sales pitch. So that's a, just a, another reason why getting this kid is important. And you you alluded to that earlier, Ryan. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that says a lot about hey, what they're trying to accomplish here at Notre Dame. It yeah. really does. A hundred percent. I could not agree more. I mean, I think that it's a it's a calming presence to have him mm-hmm. because another thing that we talk about with Jaden is he's just got kind of that energy to him, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just like that's a future captain, probably, you know, like he just he he walks in a room and you kind of, you know, you just kind of sit back and just let him have his moment, right? Like right. that's what he kind of gives off. And it's not even like he's not an overly talkative player either. Mm-hmm. Like he's just he has a presence to him, which I think is going to help this class. A potential wavering, absolutely, and I think also it's a big sell for just the it. It you talked about perception, right? Perception is reality. The perception of Notre Dame football right now, from a recruiting perspective, is that they can bat with the big boys. And that that right. is what it is. And Jane Osbury is a huge, huge, huge addition to this class. Yeah, no doubt. Ryan, I'm starting to think maybe people are thinking I like like was there like a rumor that I might fire you? Because you got all these all these chats coming in about how great you are, which I love, and I think they I think you're right, Matt G, Matthew, Matt two eleven GT says thanks for all the info, guys. You're welcome. Uh, still stick by the comment that Ryan is a fanta- was a fantastic hire. Kind of said that like he's arguing with somebody. Like I don't think anybody's arguing with that right now. I think someone uh, tapped your phone and heard I, a phone call you were I, having with someone. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on, but uh, <laughs> r- really, really big pickup, everybody. So there's not a lot else to say specifically about Jaden in regard to how we break down these commitments. So we're going to dive into the mailbag next. But before we do, I do want to ask that you hit that like button. We have over a thousand people in the chat right now. So hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, share this podcast about Jaden Osbury and Notre Dame. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.